0: From legendary locals, we all know, to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, a breakthrough on funding to eventually upgrade Ripley Road to four lanes. An art gallery for kids. Stop the Stink Petition gets council support. And four new leases in Nicholas Street. Mayor Theresa Harding joins the show following the January meeting of Ipswich City Council. It's Monday, January 29, 2024, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Thanks for speaking with Ipswich Today, Mayor Harding.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Alan, and thank you to the listeners of Ipswich Today.
0: The first council meeting of the year on January 25 and the last before caretaker period. There was more discussion on the Stop the Stink petition received by council last year and referred to January's council meeting. Firstly, why was it referred to this meeting rather than a relevant committee?
1: Um, the relevant committee would have been the Growth, Infrastructure and Waste Committee, but we wanted to come to the ordinary council meeting for all councillors to, to hear it. Um, Redbank Plains resident, Tracy Butler, was invited to present the petition to council last month. And so the report came to council to resolve it, and, to, and we've resolved to send the petition on to the local state members, but also the Minister for Environment, Science and Innovation. Uh, the Queensland Parliament does not accept change.org. Uh, petitions. They are Obviously the, the um, Queensland Parliament have uh, an e-petition site so as part of our response we'll be encouraging people to sign up to the current e-petition um, on the Queensland Parliament website to stop the stink of the waste industry in Ipswich.
0: What else is Council hoping to achieve?
1: I think just letting people know of the petition, uh, uh, just highlighting to the, the minister that it's not just council talking to them, and it's not just the twenty seven thousand odour complaints, but this is something that is really really important to our community. It's important to the health of our and well being of our residents, and we really want to make sure that uh, we've been pushing quite firmly for several months now. It's a council position to compel um, any composting uh, operators to invest. Um, their organic matter because that's the, that's where the odour is so um, we should be making steps that if it's within five kilometers of residential area it needs to be in, uh, enclosed
0: another item on the agenda this month more regulated parking coming to springfield central around the community center what is going to happen and when will it take effect
1: Yeah, this was money generated from from residents and Council Johnny brought this forward um, in Springfield Central just near the community centre and YMCA there Um, there's currently no um, restrictions there, anyone can park there it's quite quite next to the school so it's being used for all day parking there which means um, some people who have mobility issues or accessibility issues or prams and kids and trying to get to baby clinics have no parking nearby and they're having to park further away so um, we've introduced an interim local law so it's in practice for six months and we'll see how that goes and we'll have it heavily signed Uh, so there will be some parking restrictions on there with timings. We'll see how that goes and we'll get feedback from the community to see how that's working.
0: So I take it that's one step before introducing physical parking metres?
1: Yes, it would be. Yeah, that'd be the next step if it did come along. um, We've discussed it with the state. So look, I don't like putting up more parking meters and certainly don't like finding uh, residents. But um, this is one that has been has come from the community. And so we'll, we'll test it out for six months and see how we go.
0: I'm yet to find a councillor or a mayor who does like parking meters and uh, <laughs> finding the community, Teresa Harding.
1: Yes, Just around schools.
0: <laughs> the EnviroPlan levy is always a work in progress and it's one of the great things that's uh, been sustained through multiple councils. This council has agreed that Flinders-Gourman Conservation Estate will be increased by about 4%, I think through a bit of a, a stroke of good luck. Uh, it's mm. a case of an adjoining property owner approaching council, so it has mm. to be a good thing.
1: Yeah, we're quite, we're quite fortunate that we've had uh, a, an adjoining um, neighbour uh, approach us and we do have the money there. Um, and look, each time anyone pays their rates, whether it's directly as a rate pay or indirectly as a renter, um, there is a levy there for the Youth Switch Environment Plan. And over the last 23 years, more than um, $11.9 million has been invested purchasing nearly 6,000 hectares of land. So look, I think there's a really great... Um, Step forward, it's another 93 hectares of significant conservation land at peak crossing, so it'll be a great way for protecting our endangered flora and fauna.
0: There was a big review of the Waste and Circular Economy uh, Directive, which is a a fancy name for what you're going to do with rubbish. One of the recommendations uh, delegates to the Chief Executive Officer to establish a joint waste and circular economy transformation task force with the Queensland Government and key stakeholders. What will this mean for residents?
1: This has been a key part of our Waste and Circular Economy Transformation Policy Directive, um, which we had to give because our planning scheme really didn't have the mechanisms that we wanted uh, and all the policies for when council officers were making decisions and, and to go forth. So it was a very big piece of strategy that we did and what was adopted in council in December 2020. That task force, which deal, works with the Department of uh, State Development as well as the Department of Environment Science, has worked with us to, to make a lot of outcomes. We've also had several court wins. We made a decision as a council to spend invest a fair bit of money. We spent, I think, over $11 million so far fighting... Uh, waste companies who wish to create new landfill or expand. So we, we stopped with, with LandTrack and CleanAway, BMI, one list. We stopped the um, Remondus Incinerator being built. So quite a few wins for our community. So um, I would love to see that task force do more, um, but it is a unique one. No other council has this particular task force for those departments.
0: An interesting idea was put forward to the January council meeting, and that is for a new children's art gallery in Ipswich. It's kind of the first I've heard of it. It may have been being discussed behind the scenes if it happens where will it be and what will become of the existing space in the Ipswich Art Gallery?
1: You know council ad- resolved to um, investigate putting in a children's art gallery uh, so not no commitment to money yet, yet but on that corner of Ellenborough Street and Brisbane Road is proving quite a challenge for the, the leasing team there and um, so we're also looking for something that's quite inviting we have a, a young population and the art uh, the Children's Library has been a huge success. It's been having an attendance of around 95,000 people a year. So we're floating up the concept of a children's art gallery on that corner. We think it'll attract a lot of people and uh, Councillor Doyle has also done a fair bit of media recently talking about reinvigorating you know the, the that dining and retail precinct along Brisbane Street in between Ellenborough and Nicholas. It's been a bit of a dead area especially with the um, diagonal escalators that used to go into Nicholas Street Precinct. It totally, totally bypassed that part of Brisbane Street also bypassed those people at the top of um, Nicholas Street Precinct as well so uh, look we're putting out there the diagrams are there for people to look at. We've had discussions with um, some state and federal MPs just, just as a as a concept and we'll now investigate that and go to the state and the federal governments to see if they'll be keen to invest in that as well.
0: Staying with Ipswich Central, the Ipswich Central Redevelopment Committee report uh, highlighted four new leases which were endorsed uh, in the last week of January. How many tenancies in Nicholas Street Precinct in the council-owned property are now leased?
1: It's very um, exciting. We have um, we only have another, I think, 21 tenancies remaining across the portfolio. But from a space perspective, 71 percent of the commercial space is now leased, which is a great step forward. And certainly, since we've had um, Hoyts secured in there, um, the area is far more attractive, and we're getting better financial uh, benefits for residents as well, which is fantastic. So, um, loved. I can't wait till we can announce these four new leases. Uh, it's quite exciting and. Um, And I guess because we go to caretaker, we've now given that permission to the CEO to finalise negotiating those leases.
0: Committee Chair Marnie Doyle made special comments at the end of her committee meeting why they're confidential. Mm. Are there any hints of the category or (laughs) type of business?
1: (laughs) I can't give you a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, confidential, confidential, I'm sorry, but I think people are really impressed with the brands and I think people are impressed with the services um, that will be offered.
0: Well, how about this one? I'm intrigued by the car park (laughs) lease. Will these car parks be used for something other than parking cars?
1: I think people will like, will like the service that will be offered there.
0: Okay, let's join the dots on that one ourselves. <laughs> the proposed Ripley Road Infrastructure Agreement. Now, this sounds like a big deal. In simple terms, yes. what does the agreement cover?
1: In simple terms, the Ripley Valley Priority Development Area is um, has been set up by the Queensland Government, so the planning instruments all go through the state government. Um, and there's, they have an obligation to provide trunk infrastructure, so the main roads and, and things like that. Um, council, I think it was back in 2017, was, was quite frustrated with the state and actually adopted a resolution for council not to spend any more money in Ripley until – Uh, the state government coughed up funding for trunk infrastructure. So it's quite a a big stand. This has been going on for some time and the previous council was finding this challenging as well. Um, We've worked very closely, this council, with Economic Development Queensland and and I think advocated really successfully. So we made the decision to... um, um, repeal that particular resolution. And um, now we now the State governor are offering us catalyst funding, um, so Council will have to borrow money as well. But really what will happen is that Ripley Road will move to a four-lane, medium-divided urban arterial road and Fisher Road to a two-lane urban sub-arterial road. So it's quite exciting. I, I can't tell you how much that's costing at the moment, I went, but once it's signed off, we can um, be very open with the residents to see what the, what it is. May I encourage residents to go to Shape Your Rip Switch, There's a great page on there about what's happening on Ripley Roads. It goes into the detail of the four different stages of the roads. Um, It also has an FAQ there as well. So um, if you have a question that's not answered, can you please let me know? And um, if you've got the question, other people will too, and we can put that on the um, FAQs as well.
0: Well, without looking at that website, Mayor Harding, I do have one. Uh, Is there a timeline for those improvements to Ripley Road? (laughs)
1: It depends on um when we get the money from the state. This is actually a big step forward. We've never had this catalyst funding before. Well, there was some seed funding in the beginning, back years sort of two thousand nine, two thousand ten, but nothing else since then. This is actually a really big deal and I'm really grateful that the state government um have done this. I know the state MPs have also pushed for it. Um and Councillor Sheila and Councillor Jacket Mads have also been working very closely to, to get this done as well. It's it's a really it's a really big thing. It's um long overdue, but it's it's and I can't Fix up the the past, but um, in moving forward, it's a really it is a really big deal and make a big difference to the people of Ripley.
0: The feeling of a local government election is in the air, with caretaker period starting January twenty nine. What does this mean for councillors and their activities, and council services more importantly?
1: For council services, it should be no different for residents. Um, the libraries are open. The, the bins are getting picked up. Uh, the The fields are getting mowed. that That doesn't ha- that doesn't change. The restriction is on. Uh, councillors because we are campaigning. So it's making sure that we don't use council resources ratepayers' funds um, to support us while we campaign which is not seen as a council activity it's, a, it's considered a private activity but under under the law so um so once caretaker kicks in um, you'll see that um, we won't be conducting sort of those community matters mobile offices um, i can't issue media releases from the council um, council can't make decisions that are or procurement decisions over two million dollars uh, we can't bring in any new policies and we can't hire and fire a ceo so it's it's very much uh, you'll see that we've got still a number of committee meetings and two more ordinary council meetings and we'll be still be doing you know making decisions on things that we can't uh, make we can't encumber a future council on, on things
0: i will chat with you in a future episode about your campaign but in the meantime theresa harding thanks for speaking with ipswich today
1: thank you very much and i look forward to chatting with you um uh, being the mayor is a very uh full-on job and i been very focused on delivering for for the people of Ipswich and during the election period I'll certainly have a a bit more to say on on what I'd like to see going into the future.
0: We'll talk to you then. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Just a reminder to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is listener supported. Please make a once only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Follow and stream this podcast from your favorite app, including iHeartRadio or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.